Hello and welcome. We're here live with the magnificent Mr. Wade Hansen from Remax Results in Woodbury, our local celebrity, Mr. Wade Hansen, one of the finest realtors around. Thanks for coming today, Wade. Well, thanks for having me. I don't know, magnificent and finest is uh, <laughs> how I've ever been introduced, but I appreciate it. Sorry, those are rough beginnings. <laughs> no, we, well, usually Brad calls says our our guests are lovely. Yeah, lovely. <laughs> but uh, that'd be a little awkward. That way, yeah. <laughs> you are lovely. lovely <laughs> Thank you. I also have my wingman, Mister Steig Sandell. We're at the Bell Bank Mortgage Penthouse today. And yeah, what do, you, what do you think of the view of the penthouse? <laughs> this is incredible, actually. I didn't, uh, didn't know a place like this existed in Stillwater. <laughs> you can see for miles, that's for sure. You can see for miles. Well, thanks for coming today, Wade. Let's set up with the market. Sure. Oh, the market. Can, can we talk market? about something else yeah. besides the market? Right Let's now? get the elephant in the room out of the way. Yeah. What are you seeing in the market? Um, Steve and I are seeing higher rates with the start of the six and approaching sevens. Is the sky falling, in your opinion? Yeah, I mean, rates have obviously scared a lot of people, concerned a lot of people, and put I think put some people on the sidelines. For whatever reason, I'm seeing my upper bracket properties perform well, and that's that's the seven-digit properties. I'm seeing a soft spot right now in my market, kind of in that five to eight range. I don't know if that's because there's a lot of new construction and a lot of options for buyers, and maybe that buyer's gotten affected more by that monthly payment than other buyers. You know, I don't know, but I'm seeing a soft spot there. So... I think there's opportunity out there, but I think there's a lot of just kind of just fear in the overall economy in general. We were talking here a little bit before Brad fired up the microphone here, and, and you um, you said something that, that really struck a chord with me and I thought was was interesting. You said right now it's um, price point versus rate, and I wrote down price point versus rate equals opportunity. You said a lot of people are maybe a little too concerned about just the interest rate rather than the actual price that they're paying for the house. So, and because there's so many people doing that and kind of getting out of the market that that creates opportunity. Can you, can you kind of drill down on that a little bit for us and tell us what you mean? Yeah, I think, you know, as we discussed the last two years, we all learned how I think society in general became very, well not became, but I learned that, that Americans are just monthly payment drip, right? Mm-hmm. So they were paying, you know, 110% of list price just to get that low interest rate and that low monthly payment. And I just mentioned to you that my mind works a little bit different. I, you know, I'd, I'd rather know that I paid X and I'm going to get Y for the home someday rather than paying Y and getting X. So I think right now the opportunity is, I think some sellers have a lot of fear and anxiety about what the market's going to do and that their house is is depreciating in value potentially over the next six months and into next year. And I think buyers are maybe capitalizing on some of that that, that fear and anxiety. I guess I've, if there's anything I've learned in the last 23 years doing this is, is that skilled sailor in the storm is always going to have the most success, right? And I think that's those those buyers right now are having tremendous success if they're just willing to just not take their eye off the ball and, re- and realize that there's good value to be had right now. And would you say it takes maybe an experienced realtor to be able to, to pick <laughs> out that value easier than uh, than most? I mean, I, I you know, we talk to realtors with your kind of pedigree, and, and a lot of times they'll they'll have sold a house two, three, four times even for people same house, and I would think that that would maybe help you say, oh, geez, you know, yeah, rates might be a little high right now, but you're really getting a great deal on the, on the actual house, which is yeah, I think that's a good point. I think more than anything in this market, it just takes. The willingness to be patient as an agent, I think if that's the right way to put it, right? I think it's it's not just chasing that deal that, that's that's there today and knowing that there's going to be opportunities in the future to work with this buyer. 
Anytime we've gone through, you guys know this, you went through 2007, eight. I mean, anytime there's, there's fear out there to try and push somebody into doing something they don't want to do during, during that time, I think is the wrong thing to do. So I think just being patient and being that resource for them and, you know, giving them the options. And like you said, laying the facts out there that there's, there's opportunities right now. If you want to take advantage of those, great. If not, I'll be here three years from now when rates are back down. So yeah. Hopefully not that long, right? <laughs> right. Exactly. Hopefully three months from now. But yeah. yeah, Steve and I appreciate the word experience because we are experienced as well. And every agent and loan officer has to start out somewhere. So we were all new at, at some time. But in, in an environment like this, you definitely want the doctor or the mechanic that's, this is not their first rodeo for sure. But you mentioned 23 years. I'm curious to know what was Wade doing 23 years ago how would you were you into real something else before real estate, or did you go right from school to real estate? And what does that journey kind of look like over the last twenty three years? Yeah, forty almost forty six now. So I literally <laughs> walked out of college and left my books on the table and got my real estate license. So now wow. this is my only profession, or really my only career that I've had. Wow. So this is this is it for me. But yeah, I cut my teeth. I was twenty, I guess twenty two when I got licensed, November of nineteen ninety nine. So almost twenty three years to the date. Wow. And did you have someone in your family that was in real estate or you just said, you know what, I want to be, I want to get into this. I love selling houses. I love the real estate market. Yeah. At the time, my folks lived up in Northern Minnesota and they had a small construction company and real estate company on the side. So they're up in the Leech Lake area. Yeah. So that was, I cut my teeth selling luxury lake homes. That was really what I spent my first five years in my career doing that. So we had our kids up there and eventually moved back down here. But long and short of it is, yeah, this is really my only career. This is all I've ever done. This is all I've ever known. I've had a job since I was 13 years old and I've always been one that I like the jobs where the harder you work, the more money you make. And this is real estate is one of those, one of those rare careers where you can do that. Exactly. Exactly. Now, Steve and I know this, I don't know if our millions of listeners do, but Somewhere along there, in there, you were on the show called The Apprentice with Donald Trump. Was that during school, after school? Or what was that experience like? So that was um, a re- recessioned theme apprentice. So if you've ever watched the show, you know, they have 16 contestants on there that yeah. are obviously successful in their own careers and so on. And that theme was you were, you were very, very successful and the recession kind of cut you off at the knees. So I had everything from there was a, a contractor on the show, engineer, attorneys, people that you just had really gotten hit hard through the recession. So mine was a kind of the bounce back theme of how we're going to bring America and bring these contestants back out of the recession. That was 2012, I think it was. So was it, was there a mortgage guy in there too? Or was that a different year? I remember, I remember watching it. There, there, there was, but not my year. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I remember which one you're talking about. Yeah. I was season 10. He was probably somewhere in that season seven or eight, somewhere. In there. Yeah. So, okay. Yeah. Did you, yeah. did you learn anything? What was the biggest thing you learned from that experience or did it relate at all or was it? <laughs> yeah, it was tough. I mean, people don't realize how hard it is. I mean, just getting there yeah. was hard, right? Yeah. There was like a quarter million people that applied for the show. And wow. then you go through this gauntlet of interviews and psyche vows and uh, IQ tests and personality profiles and one-on-one interviews with Donald Trump and Mark Burnett. I mean, it was, oh, was pretty, right? yeah, it was yeah. pretty cool. You go through the gauntlet. So it was an interesting process getting there. And then once you're there, it's intense. I mean, you're working, you know, 12 hours a day on camera all day and, you know, they're giving you tasks to execute on and you really got to think on your feet and you got to bring it all every day. And it's just kind of, I don't know, and in a way it's kind of life in a small snapshot of those 16 weeks, right? Where you're, you got to make sure you're not taking your foot off the gas. And I, and I think a lot of us have always been guilty of that at times, right? And just, you know, getting comfortable and, and, and coasting and cruising along. And I think, it kind of brings me to where we are today. And I think this is a great opportunity for people in any industry that are willing to 
kind of go the extra mile and work a little bit harder. I think they're going to have a lot of success in this new economy that we're in. So we all got comfortable. We're order takers right. the last three years. And I mean, anybody could sell real estate. Anybody could, you know, do a mortgage. And, and now I think uh, it's going to, the cream will truly rise to the top. Absolutely. Does so. Donald is soft off camera as he, they say he is or, or no? <laughs> he's very different off camera. I'll tell you that. It, it, when the, once they hit action and that camera goes on, he's a very, very different person. Yeah. And I wish, I wish the world could see the off-camera Donald Trump more yeah, often because it's a, it's a side of him that people need to see and need to understand. But that's not his brand. That's not who he is. That's not right. what gets him votes. That, that's, that's not what sells books and ratings and everything else. So, How would you describe that off-camera? It's just it's just different. I mean, you know, when I was there, his, his kids were little, had grandkids, and I mean, he was just playing with them and interacting with them. And the way he interacted with his children off-camera was just, just very, very different. It was just more of a, a family environment and you know i went out to visit him even after the show was over and just for him to welcome me with open arms and just sit down with me like this and have a casual conversation about business and life and where to go and how to do it he didn't have to do that for some kid from woodbury minnesota right but he was more than willing to do so so if you hire way donald's on speed dial (laughs) right (laughs) right right be careful what you wish for. that is impressive though People don't understand how hard it is to get on a show like that. I mean, like you said, a quarter million people. It was it was the show to be on. But oh yeah, yeah, it was. Yeah, it was a show to watch. And uh, if our viewers could only see Wade right now in our 2024 <laughs> version of non-audio only, they'll be able to see him. But Steve and I can see why you got through and are successful. Just the way Wade carries himself. We've dealt with him on numerous transactions on the other side of things, and there's a reason he's one of the best. And Unfortunately, you kind of have to see that or meet with someone to realize what they bring to the table and why you want to hire them. But Steve and I can see that for sure. Thank you. Do you specifically work with just buyers, sellers? Like some of our listeners, we've had a few questions like, oh, does Wade, I, I want to buy a house. I see him listing homes. Like, do you work with both or do you prefer one over the other? I think it's kind of the natural progression of somebody in the real estate career. I think the, the longer you're in the business, the more listings you're, you're, you're taking, right. the more listing heavy you are, which was a luxury the last two years, right? Everybody wanted listings. Right. But I'm probably year in and year out somewhere around 65 to 70% listings and you know 30 to 35% buyers. That might be as we get into this this new Real estate economy that might be more 50-50. I'm okay with either one. A lot of mine are are, are sell buy, right? Well, they'll sell a home and buy something else. So, I'd like to get your perspective on. Um, you know, you see a lot of these kind of discount realty shops popping <laughs> up. Uh, you know, I won't name names, but the, you know, they'll they'll sell your house for a flat fee or they'll charge you a one percent commission. And sure, that sounds great as far as you know, looking at the dollars and cents. But you really lose a lot of advantage or value obviously yeah. or I think you would but I'd like I'd love to get your opinion on on those companies and how they compare to the traditional thing. Yeah, I have a pretty strong opinion. I thought you would. <laughs> I mean, like anything in life you get what you pay for, right? And, and I I'm really surprised at how many people with their largest asset or investment they'll ever own in their lifetime are willing to just hire somebody that's willing to do nothing for them. I mean, just I mean, statistically speaking, we all know that a full service realtor, you're going to garner more for your home. You're going to have a better experience. Those brokerages did well the last two years when you could put a sign in the yard, fog a mirror and sell a 
mm-hmm. property, right? Yep. Those brokerages are going to struggle now in this new economy. It's going to take some skill, some sales ability in order to sell homes moving forward, and some, I guess, some gray hair, right? Some experience to, to have, having gone through more of a normal market. Some of the things I'm dealing with even now are just so much different than what we've had to deal with the last two years and some of the obstacles and hurdles we have to overcome. I'm digging deep into my arsenal of experience to to work through some of those things. And I'm just not sure that the consumer understands all of the moving parts in a real estate transaction. You know, just a, a discount broker that just puts a sign in the yard and said, here, it's up to you to get it sold. They don't really realize the pain involved until they go through it, I think. So yeah, that is the truth. But once a year when we see it for sale by owner, it's the biggest nightmare. <laughs> like, <laughs> You need a realtor and a good one. Yes, indeed. From our, you know, we're sort of not, I don't want to say we're a disinterested third party, but we're a third party of the transaction. And, and we can say that when you're using a realtor who knows what they're doing and can put out fires, you know, maybe even before they come up, it's worth it, worth its weight in commission, I would say. And, and you really do keep you sane and uh, save you money in the long run. Yeah, and I don't say this to impress you, but maybe to impress upon you that the, the clients that, that I work with and the price points that I work with, they're very sophisticated, savvy clients, and they understand the value of a true professional in whatever industry that they're they're working in. And if they, if they need a good attorney, they understand the value of a good attorney, a good mechanic. I mean, whatever it might be, they understand value. So Absolutely. And a good loan. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> what you say? Yeah, who do they work for? <laughs> yeah. We skipped over kind of your family life. I think it's a lot of times people might see Brad or Steve on a billboard or wait on a podcast and they think that's all you do. But tell us, do you, uh, we know I have a family, but tell our listeners about your family, kind of where you grew up, where you live now, you kind of live in the area and all that good stuff. Back to life experience again, life experience again. I think it's people have gone through the phases of kids and mm-hmm. schools mm-hmm. and all the mistakes we've all made. Uh, <laughs> but it's nice for people to know that. <laughs> for sure. Yeah. Wade, I, even though he appears he works 24 hours a day, he doesn't. He has life after work as well, even though it's probably not the nine to five. Like We're not accustomed to, but... Uh, yeah, tell us about your family and where you hail from and all that good stuff. Yeah, so I've been in Woodbury since 1988. My wife and I met in seventh grade. So we wow. both graduated Woodbury High School in 1995. Been married now October 9th. It'll be 23 years. Wow. I've got two girls. One's 22, one's 21. She'll be 21 in December. I just moved her back from Nashville. She's a hairstylist. She'll be working at a salon in Woodbury. And then my other daughter's a senior in uh, college at University of Sioux Falls in Wade South Dakota. Looks way too young. <laughs> I know. I thought he was going to say I have a brother and sister. <laughs> no, no, my girls are 21, 22. It's, they're great kids, and uh, they're starting to get settled in, in hopefully their careers. And my daughter will graduate University of Sioux Falls in the spring. And I've kind of kindly tried to recruit her a little bit to get some young blood. And we all know how much this has changed in the new generation of buyers are just right. more... <laughs> more tech savvy and uh, it'd be kind of fun to bring her on board but I don't know she kind of wants to maybe cut her own teeth somewhere else but we'll see that would be fun that would yeah. be fun wow time flies when you're speaking of fun time, <laughs> time flies, flies when you're speaking fun. yeah speaking with Wade Hanson yeah well thanks for coming today Wade will you come back for another one absolutely appreciate <laughs> you guys having me I didn't realize it was going to be time was going to go so yeah, fast this so was great fast. yeah it's uh, it's been interesting is it possible that Wade would, uh, if we if we kind of look back at in time, Brad, and all the people we've done podcasts with, 
is it possible that Wade would win the award for not only best hair, but best dress? Well? <laughs> yes, for sure. Indeed. He's making me feel a lot of shame. Over I, know. <laughs> I might have to go home and change it. <laughs> Last thing, if someone wants to get a hold of you, I'm sure they could Google you, but is there a preference, email, phone, website? Yeah, yeah obviously the place to start is just my website, wadehanson.com, and uh, uh, text, call, or email from there. And I work with buyers and sellers in all price points. Obviously, my, my niche is the, the luxury market, but I've sold homes anywhere from 200000 to $3 million this year. So, awesome. Well, thanks for coming. We appreciated having you. We'll have you on again soon. Thanks, Wade. Thank, Thank you, guys. You,